Growing and scaling a business is complex. It can be very scary and lonely trying to navigate it all. It comes down to the community of trusted people you surround yourself with. Let's dive in to the Business is People podcast. Hey, Ryan, I'm very excited to have you here today because I think a lot of businesses don't realize the nuances of taxes. It's, it's not a sexy topic, but you make it look sexy because I like the blazer you got on. You know, you're always dressing nice. So you, you do make tax very enjoyable to understand. <laughs> so you call it specialty tax. And I think some people might be like, what does that mean? And we've definitely seen a huge boom with the R&D tax credit over the last year or so. So I'd love to hear from you. What is specialty tax and how does that really benefit businesses? Why should they care about it? Yeah, Tom, thanks for the really nice introduction. And in terms of my apparel, I'm just trying to keep up with you and your bright colors. You're always making it rain there. You know, especially tax is an interesting field. I'm a self-described tax enthusiast, which people laugh at me when I say that. But I'm enthusiastic about taxes because I see the impact that tax savings has on businesses and the individuals that run those businesses and also right down to the, the frontline employees. So the entire organization can be impacted because of tax savings. So that really gets me out of bed every day. That gets my team out of bed every day. And the specialty tax landscape is really, really unique. So generally the way that I describe it is everyone has, hopefully every business has an accountant, somebody that they work with, a trusted advisor, they do a great job. The industry as a whole, there's a lot of different variations of the accounting industry. You have tax preparers, you have auditors, you have large firms, you have small firms, and you know, skill sets vary depending on the organizations that you're working with or the professional team that you're working with. But the most significant component about specialty tax is this. Congress is passing a lot of policy through taxation. So if you're passing policy and it ends up in a tax code, it doesn't necessarily relate to accounting which is kind of crazy. When you think about taxes, you think, oh, I have an accountant. It's an accounting exercise. It's a financial exercise. It's you need to take these numbers. You need to put them in the boxes and you need to file the return, which is a compliance exercise. What often gets misunderstood or it's not known is that a lot of these policies get driven down and it's things like, what industry are you in? Are you in manufacturing, construction, architecture, engineering, software, technology, innovative industries? Are you a real estate owner? All these different industries have special incentives that are all being pushed down by Congress. And one of the most important things there, Com, is that it's most often uh, qualitative. It's what you do, right? It's, it's the industry that you're in. And then you need to take those qualitative components and back it into the tax code. Especially taxes, if you think of it as this, we're industry experts that bridge to your CPA. And then the CPA is able to gather the information and feel comfortable claiming whatever tax incentives the business owner is entitled to. When you say qualitative, could you like unpack that a little bit more? Get some scenarios, examples of that. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll do something incredibly <laughs> topical. We'll talk about the last year, right? Pandemic. There were a number of stimulus bills passed. And within those bills, there were certain incentives, such as the employee retention tax credit. And under the employee retention tax credit, there's two ways that an organization can qualify. One is a revenue decline. And the second is if the business was fully or partially impacted due to government mandate. Now, I'm going to focus on that second part because the first part, revenue decline, you know, revenue versus revenue, if it meets the thresholds, percentages, it's fairly straightforward. It's black and white. The other half of it, was your business impacted, fully or partially impacted due to a government mandate? That's qualitative. So 
what happens there is there's hundreds of pages of documentation from the IRS regarding the guidelines behind that. What we need to do is interpret how to apply it to the business. So I'll give you a couple examples. You can look at a very hard hit industry to say a restaurant. Restaurants were forced to shut down. Okay. So that's an obvious, very clear cut qualitative impact to that restaurant group. They had to shut down their doors due to a government mandate, turn to take out only whatever happened, right? So there's a very easy way to qualify. I'll give you an example that isn't as easy, but we see it often. Construction. Okay. Many construction companies had banner years. Okay. They had backlog. People were investing. Construction did, generally speaking, okay, if not great. There was a period of time during phase one shutdowns where many construction companies couldn't access job sites due to municipality mandates. Boston, shut down. Construction shut down for a period of time. Now, many folks overlook that shutdown under this incentive and they miss out on credits. Now, if you have a company that's say 20, 30 employees, I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax credits that organizations don't even know that they qualify because they haven't applied the qualitative components of the tax code to that shutdown period as a partial disruption due to those mandates. So there's very real dollars. And if we've seen anything over the last couple of years, it's there is a ton of policy being pushed down from Congress to stimulate the economy in various ways. As a business in different industries, Ryan, what type of things are they listening to? Or what is it that triggers them to say, you know what? this is probably a scenario where I need to reach out to a specialty tax expert. Because again, a lot of businesses don't know that they qualify or what to do next. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that we come about conversations. The vast majority of our conversations come from information that we put out in the market and folks that understand that there is an incentive and they refer their client or their relationship or their friend to us for a conversation. So, you know, right now in common, it's funny because I stay up at night and think about this. I say there's so much available to small businesses and I directly see what $100,000 can do to a company that's been struggling the last year. And I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how do I get the information to them so they can get that $100,000. And just right now, most commonly it's their CPA says you qualify, but this isn't a county exercise talk to somebody in a specialty tax field, or it's somebody that we have done great work for. They say, hey, you need to talk to somebody in specialty tax field, or it's through partners, insurance, folks that are looking at an organization more holistically, trying to provide value to those different relationships. I mean, I have an idea for you, Ryan. I think you just have a sign that says, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars for you. That's how you got to get some awareness. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the move is I get one of the A-frames and just start walking up and down Shrewsbury Street. Yeah, you start flipping it like the liberty tax person. I remember when we first talked about this or even hearing you talking about this, it, it kind of blew my mind about the savings. What are you seeing on average? I think, again, like when I heard, I was like, wow, like hundreds of thousands of dollars out there. It's one thing to say, you know what, you, you got to get 10,000, 20,000, which is still a lot of money, right? In perspective, but to get access to money that you didn't know about hundreds of thousands of dollars, what's the average that you're seeing? I know it probably depends on a lot of variables. And then how are you seeing people use that money? Yeah, I really am going to look forward to the, the last part of that question. Comment. <laughs> I'll put it this way. For this year, there's a lot of organizations that are utilizing these incentives. And our office, we're not a very large firm, but we're a team of 15 specialists. We've seen over 50 
million in claims in 2021 from our businesses that we're working with and helping take advantage of some of these specialty incentives. And what I enjoy most is having discussions with organizations about the usage of the funds. And, you know, normally it just comes up and says, Ryan, you have no idea what this impact is to our business. We're able to hire this employee back or we're able to do that addition or buy that piece of equipment or scale back up because we've been struggling so much. This is going to help us get through that last mile, which hopefully that's a position we're in where we're looking at that last mile. I had a conversation with a business owner where their son actually got into a great school and said, Ryan, the problem is I'm a self-employed individual. All of my income shows up in my personal tax return. I don't really have it as cash. It's paper income. I have all this income and I don't qualify for financial aid, but my son got into this great school. I don't know how to pay for it. We went through, we determined there's some specialty tax incentives available to them. They got about $65,000 a year. And it was enough that they, he now saw the path to pay his son's tuition that particular year and could see that he could afford to be able to do that over a period of years. So yeah, that's one of my favorite stories to talk about is, you know, a direct impact like that. That really has a strong impact on that family and certainly the, the son and the father, the business owner. Uh, but we hear those stories all the time. And, you know, there's some other ones, you know, hey, I'm going to buy a, buy a boat or go on a vacation. I haven't gone on vacation for a year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something nice with my family. So it's all over the map, but the great news is these incentives can provide a great quality of life or, or an increase of betterment of a business very, very quickly. I mean, at the end of the day, you have an opportunity to reward yourself and give back to your people within your, your company, grow it where you never had access to capital, right? Because the capital is what's building the benefit of a business. But on the flip side of it, you can also reward yourself, right? Where you said, if you take that money and for all the hard work and it's okay, it's okay to take that money and do things. Cause at the end of the day, if everyone's happy, you know, I feel like if people are happy and healthy and you got to have productive teams producing good work because of the, the culture that, that you're able to probably even build and foster with security because you have additional funds. It's crazy and amazing to think how the impact of access to money and capital has in summary, though, if someone listening to this is like, I'm still not sure about this, if you would just to kind of punch list it, the benefits of getting access to these funds, because you touched upon hiring people back. That is where I think people are not aware about. People are trying to find solutions. How do I get back the people I just laid off? How do I add this additional equipment? I need to get to a bigger building because it's hampering our growth. If you can give me like several ways that you've seen people use these funds that they're not aware about and speak it into terms that they can relate. Please paint that picture a little bit, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. So the interesting thing about the specialty tax world is there's a lot of different avenues that an organization can receive tax reduction benefits. It can be through payroll taxes. It can be through corporate level taxes. It can be through individual taxes. And sometimes it's a combination of all of those different items. I've been practicing nearly 20 years in specialty tax. And the last year has presented the most opportunities for businesses to capitalize on incentives. And there are incentives you can go back and, and receive retroactive benefits. There's forward benefits. But ultimately, the usage of those funds can be used in a variety of ways. We have organizations that 
are looking to rescale their business, restaurant groups, having a hard time getting employees back, need to pay a little bit more. How do you come up with that funding? This is a good way to come up with that funding. Manufacturing groups looking for new real estate because they've outgrown their space, unable to find in this crazy real estate market, need to put an addition on. There are tax benefits associated with purchasing real estate and adding additions on. Organizations want to invest in new equipment, maybe in their manufacturing center, want to hire new employees. There's incentives for innovation within those different industry groups. There are more pandemic-focused incentives. If your business has been impacted due to mandates or just impacted by the pandemic in the last year, there's money today available for organizations to recapture some lost revenue or, or lost profitability, which is very common. So really what it boils down to is there are a lot of opportunities. Many are often missed. There was a great article that Forbes put out within the last couple of years that stated only 5% of businesses have optimized their taxes. I mean, that's a very, very low percentage. So, you know, you back into that 95% of organizations are leaving something on the table. So it's a benefit to take a look and determine whether or not an organization might be entitled to some more qualitative or specialty tax benefits. That's actually crazy. I never knew that statistic. 95% of people leaving money on the table. Yeah. How does someone get started? What's the best way? So someone's listening to this, like, okay, I don't even know if I qualify. Is it even worth my time? Like how easy is it to really kind of look into this? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the best way to know that you qualify is to have a conversation. I mean, certainly there are a number of advisors out there. I'm happy to speak to anyone that is looking at reducing their taxes or want to take a look at potentially reducing their taxes through specialty incentives. My line is open and generally we can hash it out in about 20 minutes that the conversation will be very fluid, like the one we're having today come. And ultimately, if I see something, I'll let you know. And if I don't, you've validated that you're in a really, really good spot. One thing to note, Com, and, and this is actually a, a, a real story within the last year, an organization asked me to take a look at their taxes. I took a look at them, realized that they were taking advantage of some of the specialty incentives that we, we often advocate for. And what was noticed during my review is an election was not made in one of the tax forms. So they were taking advantage of an incentive, but they didn't make an election. It was literally a checkbox. I brought it up to the business owner. I said, if you look at this, amend the tax return, check this box, you'll receive a refund for $50,000. And he looked at me, he said, okay, so how do we work together? I'm like, you don't have to work with me. Just check the box, amend the return, talk to your CPA. And at that moment, he looked at me, he goes, wow, thank you. That's not a little pickup for me, thank you. And did it and he, he, he got 50,000. That's not uncommon. It's something that if we see something and, and it doesn't necessarily require a, a more in-depth look, we'll just give you our opinion on it and then you can vet it out through your professional team. That's fine. Our goal is to help organizations put more cash in their pockets so they can do the things that we've talked about today. That's amazing. I mean, you're just leading with value all the time. And that's why we're Excited to have you talk about this, Ryan, because the purpose of what you guys do is exactly what your last statement is. So in like, what, 10 seconds, you saved that person $50,000 or you got them $50,000. Yeah, I'm going to golf for a little bit. So, you know, maybe eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
the hourly rate must be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it was zero. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go, Ryan. Thanks for your time today. Um, and looking forward to a lot more just excellent and easy to understand tax conversations with you in the future. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Tom. All right. Cheers. If you have any questions and topics you'd like us to cover, please email me at podcast at or message me on LinkedIn.